Another episode of the Unrefined Sophisticates Podcast, episode 91. I am your host, Ken Jones. To my left, Morgan Jones. Hey, and we got a special guest today, school social worker and executive director of Influencers of Neighborhoods, Paul J. Peters. We're going to get to him in just a moment. First, we're going to start out with our shout outs. We want to shout out to Australia and Canada for being our top listening countries outside of these here United States. Shout out to Austin, Magnolia and Everett for being our top listening cities outside of Portland. Also, take a moment and follow our visionary sponsor, The Nine Brand, at the underscore Nine Brand on Instagram and purchase at www.theixbrand.co. And that nine is the Roman numeral nine, so it'll come up on your keyboard as IX. Follow us, The Unrefined Sophisticates, on Instagram, The Unrefined Sophisticates on Facebook, and The U.S. Show on Twitters. You can follow me, Can, at I Technically Can on the gram, and Can Jung, ooh, Can Jung Yoon, Can Jones <laughs> on the book. I don't know myself, but clearly. Uh, you can follow Morgan, Portland Morgan on the gram, and MJ Infamous on Twitters. Make sure you like us, subscribe, and review wherever you listen, and tell a friend to tell a friend and with that being said we want to welcome our special guest paul j peters how are you doing sir reggae horns yo i'm doing good i'm doing good how you guys doing pretty well thank you for joining us today well thank you for having me yeah so uh let uh let let our let our listeners know you know a little bit i gave i gave the quick intro yeah Uh, expand on that a little bit for them yeah so uh i'm originally from portland oregon uh, born and raised, uh, grew up in North and Northeast Portland. Um, and, and, uh, you know, basically how I kind of got my start and in, into, um, the field I'm in now is, uh, uh, at the end of my freshman year, my mom was like, you got to get a job. And, uh, <laughs> she was like, you can either, um, work in fast food or you could be a lifeguard. Wait, and you mean freshman was, as in ninth grade or? Ninth grade, high school, okay. right after I got out of right. high school, my bad, yeah. So right after I got out of high school. And okay. so I'm like, damn, okay, so, uh, okay, I'll get with that. Since I was a good swimmer, um, I, I decided to do, I wanted to be a lifeguard. Uh, okay. So my aunt actually paid for the class, and um, I ended up being a lifeguard and swimming instructor at Matt Dishman Pool and Community Center. And so uh, that summer, um <laughs> Yeah, so that summer, I was there pretty much all day, and I would be, I would see kids there. Uh, they would be there all day as well, from the time we opened to the time we closed. And so, you know, at first, it was, at first, I didn't really think much of it because, you know, they'd be at the open play swims. Uh, they'd be there playing in the community center. They'd be doing all these things. But then, like, after, like, two weeks, I realized, like, yo, they're here literally all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Like, every day. They don't have anything to do they don't have anywhere else to go go. nothing and so i started um just befriending some of the kids um you know give them little jobs you know if they swept up i give them a slushy or something or get them in the swim and and so that just kind of like was like my beginning stages of 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 like mentoring and um you know just working with youth and um you know from there 
uh, it just kind of continued to blossom. I ended up, then I ended up getting in trouble myself, uh, uh, was got in some juvenile trouble and was relieved of my duties at Dishman. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and from there, I worked in a program for juvenile justice called Save Our Youth. And so I was an adjudicated youth in there. So I was in there with kids who, uh, who had had guns, who had had, you know, different thefts and stuff themselves and issues. And then I later became a facilitator for that program. And uh, John Ashford, he's the one who, uh, who brought me in there. He was a family friend. And so every time just that, just different periods of my life, it just kept bringing me back to that, uh, working with youth and just, like I said, mentoring. And so, um, like I said, now I'm, I'm the school social worker for Alliance at Benson. Um, and you know, that's been a blessing. That's been a good, uh, a good space for me to work with youth and, and to learn as well as impart wisdom. Um, but the thing I'm most passionate about obviously is ION. And, uh, so the quick history on that, actually, while I was finishing up my masters, um, Jonathan Riley, myself and, uh, Michael Waller, we went on like a guy's trip to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have sons. And so it was us and our sons when we all went down there. And um, at the time, I was That's just dope. That's just lovely. Yeah, no, it was it was a phenomenal thing. Um, I was I was struggling a lot because um, um, just just I had lost. I had left a job, and then I was trying to find work, and I couldn't find work. Uh, my daughter was had been in the NICU, so it was just it was just a rough time. And so John was was coming back from New York and he had just left Nike and he had started better. And he was like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and John's also my frat brother, as well as uh, as well as Mike. Um, uh, we're members of Kappa Alpha Psi uh, yeah. Fraternity Incorporated. So, yeah, one of the divine nine, one of the black divine nine. Uh-huh. group. And hey. so uh, so we sit there talking. He's like, yo, bro, what do you want to do? Like, what what can we do? What do you want to do, Paul? And. And, and he put me on the spot. I'm just like, well, I want to work with youth. He's like, well, what do you want to do with youth? What? Like, don't BS me. What do you want to do? I was like, well, I want to work with youth. He's like, well, doing what, though? I was like, uh, like mentoring and stuff and creating opportunities. Okay, well, what would you call it? And I was like, Ion. He was like, why? I said, <laughs> I just, I'm, just, I'm literally just spitting this out as we're right. talking. Cause they're grilling me, yelling at you. He's a, yeah, and I'm just like uh, influencers of neighborhoods. Like that's dope. Let's do it. And okay. I was like, okay, cool. And wait, in real life, you came up with that because he was like, "What does it mean?" And you were just like, "Ah, influencers yeah, of neighborhoods." Wow. Real talk. We, I mean, and it was, and it was a collaborative effort because as soon as it was him and Mike, they were both there, and they were both like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I guess I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I still wasn't even really in the headspace. Um, mentally to to embark on that journey. I really mm-hmm. wasn't, like I said, um, like I said, struggling financially, still finishing up my master's. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, like I said, my daughter having been in the NICU. There's just so much on my plate at that time. I was not ready. So it kind of just, it was an idea that John, thankfully to him, pushed and he, he, he kept afloat knowing eventually I would take the reins, but mm. he knew I wasn't ready yet. Mm. Um, and, and, and he and Mike both, and I appreciate both of them because, you know, they, they could have been, you know, they could have, they could have been like, you know, been harder on me maybe, or, or, yeah. or, 
or been like, yeah, forget it. But knowing me, you know, I needed that. I needed that to, right. that to be able to kind of come out of everything and, and grow, you know, and, and to be able to get right so that I could actually do it. Because I definitely wasn't ready to do it when we first started it. Shout out to okay. them for holding you up in that regard. I mean, like, yeah. really, no. that is... John paid all the initial fees. Yeah, I didn't even know he did that. He just, like, that's how much... <laughs> that's uh, about John. <laughs> yeah, right. John. Yeah, he, he, really, he really just came back. I was like, yeah, I paid this, hold on to this. Hey, are you going to start receiving this mail? I'm like, what? I don't... I was not... <laughs> I was not ready at all. Right. Um, But it was... It was hard. And... uh so ironically, what, what got influencers, because I want to ramble too much, what got influencers really started was, so John let me kind of BS or whatever for like a year and some change. Okay. And then uh, it would have been, this is, so 19? Yeah, so 19. So, so 2019, uh, it's like around April. And he's, uh, all of a sudden, like me and John, we text a lot throughout the week. And so I, I, I'm texting him and he hasn't really hit me. So I can kind of tell there's a weird vibe. Uh, and so he's not really hitting me back. And so finally I'm like, well, I'm gonna go see him. So I finally, uh, <laughs> so I finally go see him and I'm talking about, I was like, yo, what we want to do? He's like, man, you just not, he's like, you know that the energy's off. He's like, you know this, you haven't been doing what you're supposed to do. And I, he's like, I let you, you know, take this time. He's like, well, Paul, you're better than that. And at this point, like, I'd already, like, I'm finishing up my first year at Alliance. He's like, bro, you're better than that. Like, you're, you're wasting your talent. You're wasting your energy. Hey. Not doing it. He said, and you know, he said, you know that. He said, you know, that's why I'm not, like, talking to you. He said, I know you can feel it, you know. And, I, and ironically, we always joke about that because his son's birthday is my birthday. Oh, wow. So, his, so Solomon is 11 months younger than Josiah, which is my son. And Josiah is born in January. And, and John's born January 12th. So we always joke that we have each other in the house all the time. Mm, right. And then ironically, my daughter's born on John's birthday as well. Uh, so, <laughs> You're saying ironically, but I think you mean like universally or something. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, whoever decided it, I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> it don't work for you. <laughs> no. Um, and so after you said that, and I'm a Scorpio, so that, you know, it irritated me. I don't know why it doesn't work for you. Yes. So it irritated <laughs> me. It irritated me. Uh, turned me up a little bit. Uh, but then after, like, you know, I calmed down. I was like, he's right. I reached out to the YWCA, asked them to fiscally sponsor me, wrote up all my stuff, and I've been on the ground running since. Uh, so, so literally, me and him had that conversation in, like, April or argument, actually. Actually, because it, it turned into an argument. It really did. Because he, he said some stuff, then I got mad, and, and I wanted to defend myself, you know, when I thought was defending myself. And right. it turned into an argument, but he was right. And then I went and uh, pursued the YWCA, got them to fiscally sponsor us. And like I said, we've been running ever since. I want to take a pause yeah. and ask, how... Was it was it as simple as the way you just made that sound as there was an argument and he was wrong? I didn't hear about your apology to him. No, I, well, I or that he was right. And no, so, I, so no, I he was. The, <laughs> this is yeah. the thing. like yep. so, we, so here's the funny part. 
we literally start our our kids are in the other room watching a movie, and so we're in the kitchen. We start talking. We get into a full blown argument, and mm-hmm. then and so we literally we sitting there for probably maybe like a minute and a half, not saying nothing after we didn't like argue with each other. Right. And so, cause it's weird. I can't like just leave. My son's there. My son and his son are best friends. So I can't just leave. So I'm just yeah. sitting there. And then he was like, you know, and, 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 but John is a, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's the best of, of, of the best when it comes to, he, he, he says what, he says what he needs to say and what you need to hear whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. but it's always coming from a genuine place of love. Yes. So he said what he needed to say to me. He knew it hit me because <laughs> I, I reacted. And then he was like, look, you know, I w-. It's like he basically started the apology. He was like, I, I apologize <laughs> for saying it the way I said it, but it had to be said. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. I apologize too. And then from there, I pretty much and but me, he knew I was still mad. So we hugged. Everything was cool. <laughs> I left. I was. Still, I'm not gonna lie. I was still mad. I was yeah. still mad. <laughs> but I'm also the type of person that I, I and, and it and it's it served me well even in my job um, because you you know you always have to as like a social worker you have to look at how somebody else is coming into the situation. Um, you know, just because you feel some type of way doesn't mean that. Like you have to look at where they're coming from. Where are they at? So right. even though what he said it had pissed me off, I had to also take into account, yo, like this is my guy. Um, like he paid for all the fees and stuff to get Ion started. And the um, intent, right? The intent right, isn't the intent, to harm like, you. Wanted, yeah, he wanted, and he'll, he'll tell you from doing one. Like he was like, Paul, I wanted you to lead this. This isn't this my area. My passion. This isn't for me. This right. is for you. And so. After that, I let my anger that I initially felt fuel me into, okay, I'm going to show him. And hey. so literally, like, that month, I got everything set up. We had fiscal sponsorship. Everything was in line. And then that summer, I immediately jumped on as many different types of grants as possible. And then... And like, can I, you shoot us your template? Exactly. <laughs> we need that. We need that template. We need that grant yeah. template. Yeah. No, yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's uh, and that's the beauty of it too, because it's like it's weird. Because now I've helped other people kind of start different things. Yeah. Um, you and know, and, and 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 but once I once I really hit the ground running, like everybody, like you know, I just it just the universe, whatever, just started sending stuff my way, um, to just keep making it grow. You really that nailed momentum. it in the beginning of just like not being ready for it, right? And yeah. then the moment that you were, and even if you weren't thinking you were ready, you took the took the argument as motivation instead yeah. of dwelling in it. Yeah. Um, and so even if you weren't ready to you, mm-hmm. um, you were ready to start, and that's I yeah. think the the big thing. And and when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, that is what happens. Things just start coming at you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Big facts. I think, oh, yeah. Big facts. I think that's definitely an old day to the idea that there's rarely, is there a time that we're going to feel ready? Mm-hmm. That it's, it, it, you'll keep putting it off if you're waiting for all the stars to align and you to have all the proper things rather than just getting going. Just add me is, next time. This is conversations that Cam gives me all the time. Literally this all is, the time. Quit trying this to perfect, is life. perfect it. This is 
See, I was generalizing. Yeah, you but specified. But, <laughs> but no, nah, that's in general. That's the truth, though. Like, you know, it, honestly, you know, and 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 I and, and there's I mean, there's a possibility I could have, you know, maybe had that I don't know, push forward sooner. But you know, the thing I've realized is like, um, especially when it comes to me, you know, and I I I, I, I try to, you know, be a lifelong learner. And so uh for myself there's stuff that I think I'm ready for and I'm pushing for and I'm really not in it and in, in the universe, whatever won't let me <laughs> tells you, tells you no yeah, matter not ready, what I do, actually. won't let me do it. And then there's things I don't think I'm ready for and I keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off and everything's pushing me towards it like, man, stop playing. And 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 this is one of those things where it was like, um, no matter how much I kept trying to ironically, I was trying to run away from this. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to run to PPS because mm-hmm. in my mind, that was the population of kids I wanted to be able to funnel to Ion. Mm-hmm. So you need but to I, be there first in your mind. Yes. Like, I, okay. Yes. But the funny part about it is, is that I was still getting my master's. So I applied for probably 40 or 50 jobs and was told no. Mm-hmm. At PPS. Before, yeah. Before I got the job I'm at now. So, so that's, so that's the perfect dichotomy when I'm saying like, in my mind, I'm ready, go to PPS, get this now, then I'll fall into ION. Universe is like, nah, finish your master's first. You don't need to be in the job yet. Right. You're not going to focus well. So just mm. whatever, keep applying, but you're not going to get the job and you should focus on ION. And, and, and I, yeah, but literally I got the job and then I, you know, like I said, I kept trying to put it off and it kept, it just kept jumping back in my face you know and i kept making stupid excuses like i need to get used to my schedule or i need to let me just make it yeah man i've had you know i'm not gonna lie i had stupid excuses um that didn't matter um and then yeah it just kept but yeah once we once once we once we started going man it's it's been beautiful that's dope yeah that's not just you know i guess your path into it but also the value in having supportive people around you and people to actually kind of jump on you <laughs> and hold you accountable right. in situations. And that's, you know, having, having a, a guy like, like John around to be able to hit you with like, hey, this is exactly what it is. And I guess you also to be smart enough to sit with that for a second, even be impressed in the moment. Because sometimes we don't want to hear what we actually need to hear. (laughs) And so be impressed in that exact moment, but being able to fall back for a moment and have a weird standoff of who's going to say sorry. But outside (laughs) of that moment, (laughs) outside Um, of that, it got figured out. (laughs) Yeah. That's my guy, man. And and, and shout out to, like I said, to Mike as well. Like, you know, they both, they're both like the yin and yang because Mm. uh, they both understand me. So they, they, they know how to tap and push certain buttons, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and so uh, it's very it's very interesting, you know. And yeah. I, I I'll go to them like, and depending on what my issue or what I'm what it is, I pick and choose <laughs> who I go to because I don't. Yeah, I, I have to be ready for what's gonna come back, you know. Yes. I have Every, to, so I have everybody, to know. write that down. <laughs> Yeah. You need to be ready for what's coming back. That is a part mm-hmm. of asking for help yeah. or going for guidance or anything. Yeah. You yeah. have to be ready for what comes back. 
Yeah. So uh, be smart enough and ask the right people in those moments. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, for for you, the, you know, I, like I think that's one of the hardest things for people to ask for help is, uh, you know, you get that bad experience. You ask somebody mm-hmm. and they make you a certain type of way, and then you think, damn, I don't. Okay, I don't. I don't want to ask. But right. I, I one thing again, and I always I always harken back to myself because I, I, I try not to ask anybody to do something I'm not willing to try myself. So I always mm-hmm. try to be like, okay, look, you know, even though it's going to hit my ego a certain way and I'm sensitive and I'm all these other things, uh, you know, understand who you're talking to. Understand how this person genuinely feels about you. And like, yeah. so knowing that these these guys love me like brothers, I know they're not going to hurt me like that's not the goal right even though my ego might feel bruised or whatever but when they're saying certain things it's not to hurt my feelings it's to tap into something that they know is there that i'm usually trying to put off and you you have to be willing to like people say like iron sharpens iron but are you actually willing to be sharpened though you know, because right. because otherwise it's just a right. otherwise it's just a phrase. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a cool phrase. Oh, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, but are you willing to be sharpened though? You know what I'm saying? So that that's a that's a that's a highlight needs to be put right on that <laughs> piece of this. I think I might have to cut that out to be a segment. Not even I might. I'm gonna make a note of that because <laughs> no, that's it's real. Absolutely. So one of the things you've been hitting on is touching on that master's program you've been running. Um, So what's your favorite way to flex that you have a master's degree for somebody that may look at you and just assume that you're just out here in these streets? So the the funniest thing for me is uh, just with education in general, right? Okay. Uh, I don't like school. I'm just going to be point blank honest. I don't. I like learning. I do not like the structure of school, how it's set up because it doesn't promote actual learning. Um, so I don't like it. Uh, so school in general, I've been fortunate to growing up. So like I said, growing up in in North and Northeast Portland, um, quick, quick, random, not random, but quick, important segue. My dad's from LA, right? So both my parents are black. My mom's from here. My dad's from LA. So my dad went to private school sometimes Mm -hmm. at different points in LA. So he liked that upbringing. So initially I went from Alameda uh, from first through fifth grade, okay. and then my parents sent us to Holy Redeemer. So I went there from sixth to, to Holy Redeemer, right? <laughs> so I went there from sixth to eighth, and then my dad wanted me to continue, so they sent me to LaSalle in Milwaukee, right? Ooh. And so my dad was my mom and dad were the type of people they wanted us to have different experiences, um, you know, because my dad was like, "Look, being black, you have to be able to walk in all arenas." You know, you're going to have to be able to walk everywhere. So you need to know, you need to know all the hood stuff, but you got to be able to walk in this other side and have these other conversations. So that's why, like I said, swimming was important. I passed all my swimming stuff when I was like 10. I was done at Dishman. Like I was done, Um, which is why they put me on the path to the lifeguard thing. Um, They taught us, we like learned how to ski and stuff. You know, we used to go and travel and ski on different mountains. So... So that was the initial parts of learning that flex part. So then when it came to school, I was always kind of an average student, not because I wasn't smart. I just didn't like to apply myself because I didn't like school. Mm -hmm. So the flex initially started for me 
being black and then having been put in these different areas where I would have conversations and then my vocabulary was, was not what they expected. Right. right. My name is Paul. So initially, so job interviews would be the funniest. My name is Paul. If you read Paul Peters on the thing, <laughs> like, like a white walking. they don't think that I'm going to show up. And he's only an accountant. Right. So <laughs> then I show up and then their demeanor shifts and then they try to talk uh. to me different. But then I've been trained and I've been putting all these different scenarios. Now I can hit them with the vocab and all these different words. So it's like really in this long roundabout way, the masters, the masters flex wasn't as huge really to me because I was, by the time I went to get my masters, I've been put in so many situations to do what I do that the masters was more so a formality. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really, like I didn't, I don't need it to do what I do, but I need it to work for other people. Sadly. Uh, and that's the thing that I tell my students all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm about to it knock is, all my equipment over. Yeah, no, I tell them that all the time. They're like, because they're like, I hate school. I was like, I hate school too. And they look at me like, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I didn't like school. I right. still right. They're like, why do you work? I, <laughs> I still don't. I was like, I still don't. They're like, they're like well, why do you work in the school? I was like, because I'm trying to show you a different way. But You know, I, I was, you know, I'm the type of, I was just stubborn enough to know, like, you know what I mean? My, like I said, my parents, I grew up in a different time than our students. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not right. old. I'm only 35. I'm not old. But it's like the stuff that my parents was harking on me and the stuff that we was going through and gang violence and stuff like that and where my dad comes from, you know, there was just a different, like, mental feeding that I received. Right. So, yeah, I hated school, but I knew I was going to graduate. I knew I was going to graduate college. <laughs> I knew I was going to go to college. I knew all these things. It was ingrained in me from a young age. So it's like to get my master's was nothing to me. Mm. You know, even though... Ironically, at the time, doing my master's, like I said, my daughter was in the NICU. Yeah, it's the hardest time of your life. Yeah, I had lost, like I said, I left a job. I'm financially struggling. We created ION during the master's time. So it was like, so to me, if if there's anything I could say that's a flex for the master's, is that I didn't need it. Man. I just wanted it so I could get the position I wanted. That's it, really. That's it. Because uh, they, they wouldn't let me be a social worker without it. Right. This is, I identify with oh, the, with all this part. I know this is. This is hitting too many, too many points, <laughs> pressure points on me. Currently, that that right. same thing of like, I could do this without any formal training. Mm-hmm. But because I need to have that master's, this, this bachelor's ain't good enough for, uh, for that right. level. It's trash. Well, the ironic <laughs> part about it, how I feel, not to always hark it back to like a racial place, but like there's nothing, and I did mine online with USC. There's nothing that USC was going to teach me when it came to dealing with our kids. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's nothing that they was going to teach me to be like, how do you navigate children of color? You don't, you don't know. You know what I mean? I know. You don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like so it was just and can you really teach that in curriculum right like, right really right so that that's the syllabus? exactly that's the whole thing like we was i remember just going through stuff like being in class and just being like i'm not going to use none of this like this is not <laughs> straight oh, up. Like, i was like this is not <laughs> i was like this way. isn't going to help this is I not going to help my kids right now i'm like yeah i can't believe they offered that <laughs> no, nah. nah. like this is never gonna help you. It, the, the funny thing, the funny thing is, is, we are we are 
again, because we have to be multi-talented, we have to be twice as good just to get half the pay. You know what I mean? Like, I know how to deal with different levels of kids more than a lot of the white counterparts that, like, they don't know how to do that. I have Because I have to know how to work with DeAndre and Johnny. Like, I have to be able to do both. Right. I have to. Period. They don't have to always know how to deal with DeAndre. That's why no, DeAndre... They, they know how to deal with DeAndre. Right. Well, they, I'm not going to talk to DeAndre. Exactly. So, so they don't have to reach. I do. I got to be able to reach DeAndre, yep. Susie, and Yolanda, and I got to be able to reach everybody. And then, right. and then, like, if there's trans kids, I got to be able to reach them. So mm-hmm. I got to be able to navigate every, you know... All the intersectionality. Yeah, that everybody else doesn't have to, which is why it's like... What if this, I think this is a, um, like a great starting point to try to just make jobs provide knowledge tests. I feel like technology is the only industry where if you can just come there and show them that you can do this, they'll let you, you do this. Job. <laughs> that, the, the, it's, it's, it's your portfolio and showing them that you can do it. They, you have to take the skills test when you get there as part of the interview process. And think of how many people would not be in a hundred K debt right now if they could go and do a skills test especially when it comes to things that are human relationships when it's based right. on sociology and things of that nature right. how many of us would be able to walk in there and outshine most of these people walking in with a master's or a doctorate right. because they're learning this they didn't grow up in this right the, the the fact that actual lived experience doesn't register for any job almost right like mm-hmm. it's never like must have lived experience with this it's right. like you must have a bachelor's and you must have a so-and-so and you have at least two years of something or the other but like the lived experience of it mm-hmm. matters so much and especially in this realm of dealing with people that uh you know like mm-hmm. the life experience that you can see in each other without ever having to talk it out first, you know, and (laughs) it's wild to me that that's not, that that is priceless. That's the thing that needs to get paid the most money to me. You know, the funny thing about it is, is as, as much as I agree with that, I also have to remember that the system's working as planned. And so it's like, if you like to do that dismantles the whole point of what they're doing in the first place. You know, and so it's like, you know, cause I, I fought like there was like a new initiative in the world. Of course. Yeah. Like they had this, <laughs> they, they had this new initiative to hire more social workers in our, in our schools. And so knowing that we were going to get, um, another one, I was like, Oh, we gotta have, a, we gotta get a black female. Mm-hmm. And so I happened to know somebody who I worked with at a group home while I was still working or finishing up my master's and she was finishing up hers. And I said, yo, like I'm, when you put it up, I'm a, I'm a, have her apply. And then mm. I did everything in my power. She ended up getting the job, but I did everything in my power to help her get that. Cause I was like, look, we need somebody else like that. That looks yes. like these kids I serve, yes. you know? Um, like seriously, we need. What, what I do appreciate is that in certain industries right now, there is an initiative to hear that out. Right. And, yeah. and yeah. Um, I think previously it was like, uh, quit yelling at us about black women. You know, it was like right. this whole like, ah, uh, right. And then now it's kind of like, uh, okay, well, well, you know, we'll try it out. Yeah. So <laughs> there, uh, baby steps, I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a burn it all to the ground, but 
I absolutely <laughs> understand the, in the meantime, <laughs> Yeah. you know, continue to change it and shape it to look like what we need it to look like um, as much as you can within that structure. So I think it has to be a mixture of both. I, I, I like, yeah. I, I think it, yeah, I think some stuff needs to be burnt immediately. And then some stuff is like, all right, we can massage this one a little bit. I, know, I do think that there are certain systems that can be reformed. I don't think mm-hmm. every system in place is an oppressive system, but I do think that education as a whole is a part of an oppressive system. Oh yeah. By far. So, by far. Yeah, that's why I'm like burn that shit. Yeah. But I fully understand and appreciate because if we didn't have people like you, doing exactly that and then fighting for more use <laughs> to mm-hmm. be in that same position. Like if we didn't have that, then it, then all we are is complaining. So, yeah. you know, like that. So hat off is what I'm saying. No, I appreciate it. No, it's to you. I mean, like I said, I'm glad she's going to be working with us. I look forward to it. Uh, we need it. Like I said, um, our, our students need more people of color around, um, for that support just in general especially doing the distance learning right now this is this is going to be hard um in particular for our black and brown kids yep um you know and like i said the population i serve um they're usually a little older they've had other types of life things go on some of them are taking care of themselves at this point or working so school you know is like already the bottom of the list um, and then you add to, right. And then you add to it, like, uh, you know, we, we don't have all the technology and stuff we need or the stuff we need to even do it. Like it's, so yeah, it's, it's, we need people that look like us to be able to reach out to them and be like, okay, yep. I know this is hard. I know it's frustrating, but we got it. Like right. tell me what you need. I got you. Yeah. They need to hear that, you know, and and they'll believe it when I say it. Exactly. <laughs> they, need to, they not only need to hear it, but they need to know it's genuine from the person yeah. that it's coming from. Yeah. And there's an, an uh, automatic authenticity there. Yes. Um, that's a perfect spot for me to ask what kind of mental health issues you're seeing in kids right now, um, especially with coming back to school in coming mm-hmm. from spring where it was, you know, distance learning and was so janky, I think, for most people. Uh, <laughs> And then coming into it now, I mean, as a parent, at least I can say, I see y'all trying PPS. I see the, you know what I mean? Like I see it, you're trying really hard, but there was a lot of, just a lot of jankiness. So Mm. are you seeing any differences with kids already? I, man, um, To me, when I look at the students, um, I think the hard part is, and again, like I said, when it comes to the black and brown students, um, you know, school school was like, school wasn't necessarily school as in regards to like learning. It was like a place of safety. It was a place to sleep. It was a place to get a meal. It was a place uh, where I didn't have to worry about, you know, people on the block or my parents tripping on me or whatever. Um, you know, so it's now that place is gone. Um, and so it's like, where's that space for them now? You know, and that's like not having a place to belong. I think that's like the biggest, and I don't even know what diagnosis that would be under, but it, 
just not having a place to belong for a lot of these students, you know, I can tell it's, it's hard, you know what I mean? Cause you know, one of the easiest things is, um, you know, something would happen in class and maybe they, you know, wanted to leave or whatever. I catch them or they could come down to my office, chill with me for a minute. They don't even have to talk about school stuff. They could just chill with me. And, um, and, and we're just in there. And then, um, now I'm talking them back up and we can get going again. Um, but now they don't have that. So, um, obviously they have my number, they have my email and stuff like that. But, you know, if something happens in whatever zoom meeting or Google meets, whatever, uh, program they're on and it goes South, you know, they get off. Um, I'm not as accessible. They might forget that they have my number. They might forget mm. to even reach out to me. So now they're just like, man, screw this. I'm not doing school right now. And then now I don't know for like, and even, and I reach out, but it's different when I have the face-to-face interaction and I can look at them and be like, yo, come on, man. I, you don't got to tell me what's wrong, but don't look at me and lie. I know you're struggling with something. Right. Let's just, let's just chill. But if I text them, hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. They don't, or hey, how you doing? I'm cool. Now I don't have that. I don't have that face to face, so I don't know. You know what I mean? And right. it can it can exacerbate the problem longer. So I just think ha- not having a spot to belong—that's the part that's hard. And so we kind of in the beginning we we started doing outreach and delivering stuff. Like I said, I have some things I have to deliver um, from the techno from you know devices and whatnot. But I make sure as soon as I see them, I'm like, hey, lock my number in, please. Don't forget right. to do that and understand. I'm here. I'm around. I will come see you. We got masks. I'm not worried about it like that. Listen, if you need me, let me know. And if it's in my power, I got you. Right. You know, and, and, you know, so I want to get, I'm going to let these first two weeks kind of get kids kind of back into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then my goal is to get our BSU back up and running um, and then start doing my programming with ION. Um, and then, like I said, I got to, I got to figure out, I don't, I, I don't know how yet. Cause I, I don't want to let it go. But, um, last year we had planned on a BSU trip, uh, to, to go to black colleges. And I even yes. got, I even got PPS to help pay for it. I was going to pay for it. Uh, my cousin who you guys know, um, Amber was helping hey. me. And so, Amber. um, so I got it. So I wanted to try and figure out, me and her got to talk. So, we got to talk again and figure out how we're going to do it, even if we don't have PPS support. But yeah, I, I, yeah, that, that's, my, that's my goal important is, thing. Yeah, my goal this my goal this year is just to, regardless, is to create space for them. Yeah. Just create space. I love it's, it. It's, it's a necessity. I'm watching my kids uh, struggle with the exact uh, thing of nowhere to belong in the way of there's no socialization right now. There's no in-person friends. There's no, mm-hmm. they can't even fight. You know, they can't, <laughs> they don't even get, yeah. get to be annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, for real. Um, and there's- like, yeah, I, I feel terrible for every kid going, I mean, I just can't even imagine, you know, like uh, our, like you said, not being that old, but our childhoods are completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just massively different. So, um, and it's and that makes for a real disconnect because right. it's nothing you can relate to. So, how do you even try to try to so you know uh, you know yeah. other than saying, "Damn, this is terrible." 
it's, it's extremely tough too because like for us growing up like we did a lot of stuff outside that part so so mm-hmm. it's like i think the All transition day. yeah i think the transition i think it would have been hard but i think the burnout for us wouldn't have been as bad because we was always outside all the time. So then if you had to switch to electronics, I think that would have sucked, but you at least would have went from one extreme to the next. Whereas a lot of these kids, they, you know, they didn't do a lot of stuff outside anyway. And now, now you're for sure stuck inside like electronics gets old if you that's all you mean man. Not, you know what I mean like, like I, you know for a second I, cause I, I like I, I snapped at my son to, like the like it was months ago um just you know before we started doing other things but you know he was like man dad I'm just bored I'm like bro you got the Nintendo Switch you got a TV in your room you got a DVD player talk about you know what I mean he's like dad I don't want to do too much to he's, do he's like dad I don't want to do none of this you know what I mean and then I, I, had, to, I had to take into account like yo you would be writing uh, about uh, it right now. Right, yeah, right. I would be, you know, this, okay, wow, okay. So then, you know, we started doing other exercise stuff, and, you know, I got some, we got some boxing gloves in a bag and started doing, so that helped. Nice. But, but, yeah, I had to, like, like Ken said, it, it's hard to fathom when our childhoods were different. Yeah. You, you just right. hit something on the head, because I legit thought about, um, I, I can't sit still long just in general, right? And I remember flying back from the East Coast. And that's what, a six-hour flight? Mm-hmm. And when I tell you I didn't want to stare at my screen on anything, I was even tired of my iPod shuffle at that time. <laughs> and like, I'm tired of these songs. Like, I need something else to do because these movies are burnt. It just, I didn't want to do any of that. So putting that into context of, again, we are people who came into this. We're late adopters to where our kids are born into this and they're able to deal with it a whole lot longer. But if they're done, <laughs> like, right, right. Like what? Because we we too used to tell them to get off of it. Right, <laughs> right. Now what? Right. You know, and I mean, a, it's yeah. Uh, just a reminder in that whole uh, chat right there is mm-hmm. please take away from that to listen to your kids when they talk to you about stuff like because yeah. because yeah. imagine how that could have gone if he was just like dad I'm bored and you was like get out of my face you have too much stuff. Right to do that right you know and then that listen to your kids try and sometimes they don't have the vocabulary right you have to use yours you pull the threads you right exactly (laughs) um you pull those threads you find out what they really mean when they say they're bored of all of the great things you've worked really hard to get them i understand the idea you know they have more than you had and how dare you be ever bored with all of these options but yeah take that Please, key takeaway there. Listen to your babies. Oh yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah. After after you said that, like I said, it was at first when you said, I'm looking at him like, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. I'm doing the same like, thing too. Like, like, yeah. How dare you? But then, like after he just started talking, he's like, but Dad, I'm just, I'm terrible. I was like, hey, uh, homie has been in the house three months. Yeah, that would be. Right. <laughs> like, like I started thinking, you, I was like, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm irritated too. Like I don't want to, you know. <laughs>
I'm trying to learn something. Their learning center. This is like, this is my, this is my space to eat, sleep, get my hygiene up, uh, be somewhere where people care about me, you know, or, or, or at least there's a person that cares about me there that I can lean on, get services, whatever have you. Like the educational piece is, you know, 10, 20th on the list. Right. But Mm -hmm. now all that other stuff is gone. And so that's the part I feel the most, I feel the, the worst about. So with that, I mean, uh, evictions are starting around the country right now. Um, mm-hmm. So if we Fresh. already have a decent sized population of children who are going to school with that in mind, right? With the mm-hmm. ideas that you just said, uh, mm-hmm. school is 20th on the list or learning is 20th on the list, but this may just be where I eat and uh, get as much shower part that I can no, for um, what you know we're we're gonna we're going to be facing a huge housing crisis um, creating homelessness and houselessness all over um, what kind of effects do you think happen like what do we see what are the potential effects of houselessness while being a student once they are an adult Oh, I mean, that is even more reason why school becomes a non-factor. Like for me, the blessing of my job, even though I'm connected to school, is I don't have to be about school. Mm. So, so, yeah, I don't have to be like I tell I have my own. I have a million. of, And that's probably just ingrained in me just from having my parents and my grandmother. Like I have a whole bunch of random little sayings I use. (laughs) <laughs> to tell all my, you know, to talk to all my students, we all have those little isms. Right. Um, but I tell all my students, look, first and foremost, I'm here to serve you. So help is subjective to the person. So what you need is what I will do. Now, as long as it is safe, though, like I'll do whatever I need to help you as long as it's not going to help harm you. So don't be trying to, you know, because I've had, because like I said, I have some, some, some kids that are older, they're like, can you help? No, we're not going I'm not going to try to help you figure out how to get in the dispensary. No, I'm not. <laughs> but it's something that's something that I'm trying I to run a play. Yeah. Trying to run a play, coach. <laughs> that's legal <laughs> and that's necessary. I got you. I will help you. Um, so my thing to students <laughs> always is because I know, like I said, all those things you're talking about are going to be so heavy and then education is going to be on the back burner. I always just tell them, especially for those that I know, um, it's hard for them to reach out, you know, cause okay. you know, just to ask for help. I'm on them the most like, Hey man, what do you need? What's going on? Do you need to talk? You need to vent. You want to, you want me to, you want me to come, you know, come through. We can chill for a minute and get some lunch. Um, like I said, last spring I used my nonprofit to get gift cards and help pay for some bills, pay for some groceries. Um, on our website also had, uh, different resources and stuff for people. But, um, you know, for those that I knew would, that would look at the resources and, you know, w- would attack them on their own. I-, I didn't necessarily have to worry about them as much, but for the ones that I knew, that, like just everything's heavy. I just made sure I was like, Hey, what do you need? Let's do this. And then, and then circle back to school later. Like after I've let's solve a couple problems here first, then we can circle wow. back to school. Cause it's not like I said, that's not important. Right, and that's something. And a lot of times, that's the huge disconnect. Somebody sweating this student. Hey, you haven't been in class. We, you know, once you get this credit, they don't care about this credit. Right, <laughs> right. They're hungry. 
Right. Or this light bill. They got to pay this light bill. You know what I'm saying? Or they got to go to Costco. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I said, I, I took one. I took one family to Costco. It was like 200. I, had, I think I had 200 on the card for them. And they went over. And she was right. about to start taking stuff off. I said, what do you, I'll pay the difference, man. Just, it's like, chill, you know what I'm saying? But she was like, no, nah, but I was like, look, man. And, and uh, I was like, you need it. Obviously you wasn't, it wasn't BS items. This was real stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like they was getting cleaning supplies and detergent. Right. Food, toilet paper, and paper yeah, towels. Like, like, I'm like, man, it's not like what, you went in there with the Kobe steak. You went in there right. with the- right. <laughs> But just seeing that again. So yeah, like I said, to answer your question, it's my focus since I get to be a support staff, which is what I wanted to be anyway. I don't have to focus on school. I can, I, I, I do try to make connections and help. But my main focus is always making sure the students are right. Just whatever that means. You know, I have students that are connected to me to the school that haven't done assignments in like a year and a half. And wow. all we do is talk and make sure that they straight. That's it. That's incredible. What we do. They, they hit me up and like I said one girl in particular, she has not done an assignment for Alliance probably a year and a half. She's 20 now. And all she does is check in with me. Cause she got a lot going on. She like she's she's right. trying to take care of herself, and she's had a you know different family problems and people in and out and abandoning her boyfriend problems. She's dealt with abuse. So all we do, all I do is check in with her. Hey, how you doing? What's up? She runs ideas by me. I let her know my opinion. You know, she's still grown, so she can do what she want to do. But that's it. You know, I just mentor her like that, and I. She's always like, man, I know I need to get these credits. I'm like, look, you'll get it done when you when you're ready. That part. And that's the kind of mentorship that, like I, that's priceless. That's understanding the whole human that you're dealing with instead of a list of symptoms of something, you know? And like, that's priceless. That's, that should be given all of the money because that changes our whole yeah. society in a way yeah. uh, for the better, no matter mm-hmm. what you believe, like just, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and, and I am, I, and, I, and I'm very proud of her too. Because, like I said, she has her own place. You know, like I'm, a, I'm as proud of her as I am of the students that I have helped graduate. Like she does have her yeah. own place. She's had her own car. You know, she pays her own bills. She works actually for the school district in uh, Oregon City, I think. She's like okay. a teacher's aide. And like I told her, I said, I said, man, you got a job in a school district, and you don't got no degree. And you're talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I said, you talking about credit. I said, look, man, we're going to get these credits, but celebrate your wins. You know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is beautiful. You know what I mean? And so it's, yeah, it, it, but like I said, she, and she's hopefully, hopefully she will start going uh, this school year and finish up. She's only got like, I think 1.5 left. So hopefully, hopefully I can get her across that stage, but she's been, she's Ooh. been working hard. Yeah. Important. I like it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So we we have to wrap this first hour soon, and so I just want to make sure that I get this question in. Oh, solid. Uh, with this week's news of more police murders and just mm. continued brutality, um, I feel like we need help. So, <clears throat> can we take a second to focus on Black men's mental health, and then? Mm. 
can you give us some coping mechanisms? You know, what are you sharing with your friends? What do you guys talk about that uh, can help our listeners in any way? Um, I think the biggest thing is reaching out um, to each other. Uh, we got to get past that stigma of, oh, that's weird. You know, uh, I remember a couple years ago, I, I started telling, actually, it's probably been over 10 plus years now. I started telling my friends, I love them. Yes. No matter what, every time I, no matter what. And it was weird at first because all my guy friends was like, well, dude, what's, That's I was weird. like, no, man, it, because you never know. You know what I mean? And um, so I had a friend of mine, like I said, recently just called me the other day. He's like, man, I'm, he's like, bro, it just finally hit me. Like, I'm, he's like, dude, I'm stressed, man. You know, he said, he, and Chadwick dying was like the last straw. Mm. He was like, man, just mm. everything it, that was it. And, I was like, dude, I, everything you're saying, I get. I said, but it's moments like these that we have to have. Because as black people, we always yeah. say, like, I'm all right. Or how you doing, man? I'm, I'm good. I'll push through. I'll be all right. Because we just yeah. we make it seem like we just have to. And it's, it, look, man, you could be hard. You could be the toughest dude. But, man, you're still human. Like, stuff still hurts. And, and, and I think the biggest thing we can do for each other really is, man, have grace and, and open our hearts to each other. Like as and, and that's gonna sound weird to a lot of people, but it's the realest thing ever. You know what I mean? And and that's why like I you know, I gave a big up to John and, and Mike earlier because um that was humbling for me to be able to, you know, grow to that place as an adult. And then it's something I'm trying to impart on my son to let him know, like, um, hey man, like I don't care what it is, you know, you may get in trouble, but always feel like you can come talk to me. Always feel like you can open up to me, always feel like you can come to me. I'm your dad, I love you, I got you. You know what I mean? That now, if it's something obviously that I've told you not to do, you're <laughs> you still gonna get that. You know, you still might get this work depending on what it is. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I love you though first, and I would rather you come talk to me than than the other people get you. And so right. we we have to do that with with each other because there's too many men walking around carrying so much weight, yes, and and so much pain. And and then it comes out in bad ways where you're not cool with your family or, you know, you could be verbally abusive, maybe physically abusive, maybe you're abusing substances. We have to do something to get that stuff out. we got to right. have these conversations. That's where it starts. You know, before you could do anything else, you gotta, you got to open yourself up to that. Um, and that, so that's something I try to do is just allow myself to be vulnerable and, and allow myself to be where I'm at. Sometimes some stuff happens and I'm mad and I just allow myself to feel that way. Yeah. You know, after after the Chadwick thing, like, you know, um that was that was tough. You know, um like I said, I'm a huge comic book nerd and um, you know, obviously it's a fictional character, but it's what it represented. Yeah. You know, seeing that on screen and, and seeing you know, something my son was Black Panther two years in a row for Halloween. You I know, mean, what I mean, it was so, magnificent. I, there's yeah. just no other so, <laughs> mm -hmm. but allowing myself to feel sad about it. Like Yeah. Some people be like, oh, you know, people die every day. Nah, man, that that affected. <laughs> I, I I hate that added. Like, I, that I really do. I hate it when people say that. It's such like, ridiculous trash. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, so I, I allow myself to just be sad. I allow myself to be sad about it, um, which helped compared to trying to bury it. You know, I was sad. My son cried. He was emotional about it. Yeah. And I hugged him and held him and. Jeez. You know, but it was but it was necessary, and he and he felt better being able to have that. Yeah, you know, I bet. <laughs> you know, so that's what we. But no, that's 
most clear answer. That's what we got to do as black men. We got to allow ourselves to open up. And, and so, it, like, that's one of those sections I feel like we could get on for a real, real long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's a show in itself. That's yeah, no, thing. straight up. Straight up. It, it's a four part series uh, <laughs> that happens. That they should replace Roots in right. the seventh grade. Like, when I saw it. Yep. So before jumping out of this segment, how many black educators did you have in your years of schooling? Oh, God. It's it's funny because somebody asked me this before you guys did. Mm. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was when I really had to think about it. It's the worst answer ever. I literally had one in my entire life. Entire that's, life. Yeah. And that's and that's in and that's and that's and, and I'm saying that's that taught me or not because so it was my vice principal. When I was in, uh, Wait. <laughs> she was, she was, she was the only black person that was like working, uh, all right. Yeah. Her. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time with her cause I used to get in trouble. So yeah, I spent a, had, a, had a whole in-house, had an in-house suspension with her. I had to walk around with her all day. Uh, she, oh, wow. Yeah. She ate cottage cheese for lunch. I hated that. But she was cool though. I, I, I loved her. But yeah, that's it. I won. One. Wow. Yeah. Bro, that's one. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, it's not like I have a whole bunch more, but like. But I no, he didn't. Say, like it was <laughs> right. But it was his principal, not his year-long teacher. Um, yeah. Nah. I learned a lot from he was. Yeah, certainly, from, certainly. But, yeah, I don't take any. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in there, so I learned a lot from her. But as far as traditional educator, no. Right. Wow. So kids, if you cut up, understand there could be some good that comes from it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's lots of learning to be had. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, so what we gonna do here? We gonna we gonna hit our hit our ten. Um, We'll pause it here, grab a refreshments or anything that is needed, and then we'll jump back in and jump into our unrefined hour to where we can just talk the way we want to talk. Hey, make sure to check us out on all the major digital streaming platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc. And with that being said, be prepared. Because we about to cuss. <laughs> so uh, we jump into this second half, the unrefined hour. Uh, started with that nice little shot. You got your telephone in hand? I, uh, yes, always. All right. I want you to uh, tell us the last thing that you Google searched. Last thing I Google search. <laughs> what did I do? Do I have to type in a letter? No, that's the second one. So if you go to that Google and you hit um, hit your, uh, you got an iPhone? Yeah. So oh, you hit those okay. three little dots and hit that history. What's the last thing you hit? Last thing. Hold up, hold up. It's not my Wi-Fi when I weird. Oh, it was Papa Murphy's. <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked. 
<laughs> so now go to the I'm search bar. Family. Yeah, it's yeah. Friday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that search bar, they get on Google's search bar. Type in the letter P. What is your first drop down? Uh, Papa Murphy. So, so what is is Portland News <laughs> and then Papa Murphy's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, what it song? Out. <laughs> it doesn't. We don't ever get nothing good. <laughs> no right, right, news right. From either. Like, uh, can uh, you tell us what song best describes how you feeling today? Oh. Song that best describes how I'm feeling today. Um, I probably say uh, I probably say uh, uh, Jay Z feeling it. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, Jay Z. Okay. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Morgan, you answer that same question. No. <laughs> yes. It only works when I do it to you because then I uh-huh. already thought about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> See. Uh, you go first, and then I'll go. The song that I've been on today for whatever reason is uh, "Little Bitch" by RJ. That's the <laughs> joint that has been fueling my driving. See, I haven't I haven't heard it yet, but now I want to hear it because that is. Right. It sounds so yeah. aggressive. Sounds yes, aggressive. It, it really. And the thing is, it's probably because the sun sun was out, um, and the heat was out with the sun, um, and <laughs> what? It, it has the bass line is very retro '90s Southern California bass line music, right? Simple, and if you have any kind of speakers and an amp, it does its just do. And okay, yeah, oh, yes, (laughs) yes. So, where you at, Morg? What you looking up? Okay, I'm gonna go with well, I had to think about uh, the things I listened to that fueled my day, Mm. yes, because of the way that you put that. Uh, Mm. so I'm gonna go with uh, Pressure in My Palms by Amina off of his Mm. album, okay, uh, Town, 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 you know, gang, gang, gang. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with that. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now, but I feel like I can also make it happen. So. Yeah. Uh, Adam and Eve is having a fifty percent off sale right now. I don't understand what it means. <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that in my search bar. <laughs> Incognito browser. <laughs> BD. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, this is why we were seated. This is why we do this sitting down. Makes it easy for everybody. Uh, I'm gonna let you lead us into these topics, young lady. So, uh, I wanted to talk about there. There are a couple of people that I feel are trauma exploiters. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. They are people that absolutely mm-hmm. have built their brands on getting people to snitch on someone else or themselves mm, okay. Okay. In, in different situations. Right. Okay. Uh, so, and not just snitch on themselves. I, I don't want to make it seem like that's a, I'm not trying to be derogatory with that, but what I mean right. is they exploit these people's trauma for clicks, for mm. likes, mm. for money. Mm. And mm-hmm. I don't understand as a, uh, as a purveyor, <laughs> like I can't, <laughs> I can no longer watch because you're just trying to get people to 
spill what their their deepest tea would be, right? Yes. And then they're not equipped to then talk about it uh, mm-hmm. in, in a way that is healing in any sort of way or supportive in any way. It's just more mm-hmm. like, okay, now tell me more, right? right so right, the reason right, I'm right. asking is um, DJ Vlad of Vlad TV is uh, has Ooh. been this for all the years, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it, and and don't get me wrong, um, a, a long time ago, I definitely was watching those Vlad interviews, like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen next? Yeah. <laughs> um, most recently, there's Jason Lee in Hollywood from Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Unlocked. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's also pops up on Love and Hip Hop somehow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but his, I mean, his whole shtick is like, I'm not TMZ, but I am. And right. so it's this exploiting trauma. So he recently had an uh, interview with Tahiri, who used to be uh, Joe Budden's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, oh. Is yeah. also a love and hip hop alumni, and most recently, I think she's on a, a marriage boot camp or something. Yeah, uh, I've not kept up with that. I don't really know uh, the story, but it sounds like something abusive happened on that show. Yeah, and then dude has her on to discuss that trauma, and then also claims he didn't know that she had explained that Joe Budden was previously abusive to her. Uh, so pulls <clears throat> all of this stuff out of her about that. And it just seemed like this really disingenuous, like slime ball move of getting someone to expose their trauma. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, starting from the idea that you are not in a position to help or support while pulling all of this out of somebody. Right. Uh, what the heck do we do with these people? <laughs> Man, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, um, that's a really interesting question. It's sad because like we, as a society, like we are in, we're in love with celebrity, Ugh. you know? And so <laughs> love, we, we, we put these people on this like pedestal, and 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 then we like want to know everything about them, and then critique them, and we want to we want to you know push them to the moon, and then bring them back down when we feel they've every gone time. high. They didn't do enough you know? every time. Right. And so it's it's this weird thing because it's like on one hand, I one thousand percent agree with you. Like they're not equipped to have these conversations with people. You don't know what's gonna come up. You don't know what you're gonna trigger. Uh, you don't right. know how this is going to affect them tomorrow. You know what I mean? You don't know where they're at right now. You're not, so you don't know what you're doing and you're putting this, you're putting this information um, for public forum and then people are going to critique it, which could be just a as whole different levels, a set of comments. It, yeah. So, so on one hand, I 1000% agree with that. The other hand, though, is like the but they want to do this. Like they want to be like they want to have these conversations publicly, and mm-hmm. and because they're quote unquote celebrities, they feel like you know they're special, and people can learn from them or whatever. Yeah. And so it's it's weird. It's like it's weird, you know, because like and and nothing. Nothing against Tahiri, you know. I don't know her personally, but it's like, like who, like she's not in the same situations 
as other women that are in her spot. And I'm not going to knock her. I mean, she's made her money however she's made it, you know, but financially, like she don't got to deal with the same stuff that other women have to deal with. Like there's other psychological, you know, emotional, economic reasons too that, you know, somebody might deal with that type of domestic violence, you know, so she's not, so it's like, yeah, you have a a similar situation and I'm not trying to, you know, take that from her, but everybody's not you though. You know what I mean? And, and, and so sometimes the, the damaging part a celebrity will do is they'll get on and have these conversations and, and, and they have other avenues or other means of dealing with it that the common person doesn't. And, and so like you, like you said, somebody who is trained in having these conversations, trained in doing this, you know, like a social worker or a counselor, they're going to, they're going to know, like, this isn't going to resonate with everybody. Like mm-hmm. you, you're going to create a, you know, potential animosity or whatever have you, like, this is different. You know what I mean? Again, not to say that her trauma isn't real and not to say that she didn't go through something. It's mm-hmm. just like, you can't, you like, I can't look at her situation and then look at a situation like from maybe one of my students' parents and it's not going to be the same. You know, like sure. she's a, I mean, she's a millionaire. Like, it's different. You know, it's a different thing she's dealing with compared to them. I mean, it. You think Tigri's a millionaire? Maybe a uh, high, high hundred thousandaire of something. I don't know. But she's probably uh, close. I mean, she's probably close. She might be close. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to contest that all day. Well, let me put it this way. I'll put it this way. She's not, I'll put it this way. She's nowhere near where, like I said, my students' parents would be. Sure. So yeah, I, give, even, I give you that. You know what I mean? But even if she was like three hundred fifty thousand deep, like compared to my students, that's like needing food boxes. That's a whole different vibe. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole different like mental thing that these you know that they're dealing with. You know, compared to her. So, but like you said, they're doing it for likes and views. It's, it's different. Right. I want to point point a couple things. Um, <clears throat> Jason Lee, I'm new to him. And what I don't even like from typing in his name and then <laughs> capturing this first screen of results where the results are Jason Lee responds to old tweets and details of, of Megan the Stallions, whatever. I already know that's trash. However, that sentence ends. Why Hollywood Unlocked, Jason Lee called out Kevin Hart. Uh, yep, Jason I, yep. Lee under fire for disgusting comments about Ariana Grande. Jason Lee yeah. problematic. Like he, he, he's he's messy. He's me- he was it's I don't I don't know the whole story, but he was, I don't know what he I don't know the exact stories of it. I just know that something happened where he had called out Kevin Hart for some reason and then had said something to uh Kevin Hart's wife, current wife. <laughs> was, like arguing, was like arguing with her in, in DMs. So it's that's what I'm saying. Like when you're when that's your platform. Right. I don't care what the trauma situation is. Even if Tahiri had like monumental stuff to share for women, that's not the place. Like, it's not the place. Not, that's, that's not the place. Yeah, so I wanted to he's get back. Thank truth. you for saying that because I just wanted yeah. to get back to uh, my question really did not, I didn't want to zero in on Tahiri or, or anybody who's spilling their trauma there. It, to me, it is way more important about that platform because Mm -hmm. it is exploitative and so you may not know it when you get there 
and you may have a relationship with a Jason Lee and think he won't do it to you. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's those things that go into it. To me, the, the bigger problem is we can love, that society can love trauma all day and want to see yeah. it and want to be a part of it. Do you have to be a person that plays into it? Nah. Like, there's all different ways to make money, too, right? Like, there's, there's, like, how is your passion that? And so... <laughs> yeah. No, I, and see, here's the thing. I think two things can be true. I agree with you. It's... So, let me play devil's advocate on this side. Let's say... Let's say... Tahiri doesn't know he's trying to exploit her, this, and the third. She still... I still have to look at, like, how celebrities operate. It's It's based on this... I need you to like me, to love me so I can, because that's what helps them get the bag. You know, it's like, like, honestly, like that's the biggest difference between like Trump and other politicians. Like, like that's why you see Trump, like, you know, responding to tweets or tweeting out crazy stuff. Cause he's not a politician. He's a, he's a celebrity that, that, that that's there and he doesn't know how to handle and maneuver it because as a celebrity, all he had to worry about was just if people liked him, they liked the show, they liked the ratings, whatever. He didn't have to worry about that. But then now you're in a space where you have a position where people can critique you all day, every day for anything and everything. And you just got to eat that shit. You know what I mean? And, and he doesn't know how to let that roll off his back because he's a celebrity. He's used to just the normal ratings, critiques thing and saying what he wants. And it kind of just falling off in the, in the mm -hmm. atmosphere. But now you're the president. Everything you say is 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 looked at and scrutinized <laughs> power. so i so i which so is what no, he wanted to be which which well i think it's what he wanted <laughs> but i don't think he realized he he wanted the presidency but he didn't know what he was getting into like he didn't no, i don't know. even think he wanted the presidency i think he wanted the attention i don't think, I think he, he wanted the power yeah yeah mm, i don't think he thought there was a chance in hell that he would win so the run was branding. The run was, I, all, I was almost the president with no experience. I, I could have beat Hillary Clinton if they didn't rig it. That whole kind of thing, that's what he was going to go for. Now that he has the power, he'll do anything to keep it. But that was a branding effort. He I didn't have, see, he didn't see have what, no but see, with him, though, I think it's... The crazy part is, with him, I think it's a mixture of, of both because... <laughs> because he, I think he knew that, you know, like I said, when we talk about in those circles and money and things like that, like he, I think he knew that there was possibilities, no matter how slim or whatever. I mean, like I right. said, he's in a different financial bracket than us. So he know, he, I think he knew that part. I think what's really dogging Trump right now, and that is the utmost toughest thing for him to deal with is he he literally has no like whatever power he thought he was gonna have and everything that he thought he was gonna be able to do he has like no power over the narrative he and, and then because he's not a politician he doesn't know how to navigate people he has no people skills he's used to just being a boss and saying do this and people just gotta shut up because he's paying their their salary but now like he could say some shit and it's like nah nah i don't like that and 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 so he's being hit with all these things that he wasn't trained for, you know brand what I mean? New. Brand, it, brand so, new. So it is, it is whooping his ass right now. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he is struggling. He is struggling. It, I think that's, that's one of the things I highlight, like the, giving celebrity too much power. 
right? Yeah. And because we, we are so focused on that, we see where that can go. And if this was on the smaller platform, like when he was doing uh, The Apprentice or whatever the hell his show was, this worked for that. But now he's doing this on the huge level. And then, again, you have these other people like Jason Lee, like Vlad. I don't even understand how Vlad, like legitimately, I've never understood it. Nope. I've never understood it um, in how people sit in front. And even after all of the claims that he's the feds and everything else, how these really uh, supposedly street rappers who have been engaged in whatever act come on here and spill everything. Yeah. As if this doesn't get a million hits as if those millions of hits don't include people in the justice center. Like I just, I don't get how the logic in there really works. It'd be one thing if he was a no name guy and which he does a pretty good job of keeping himself out of the spotlight um, but yeah. it's not like there's anything he's doing is actually for the culture. Be- his his interviews are never like um, Adam 22. It's never these conversations that are just essentially having talks about what you're doing and how you're doing it. It seems like every time I, I've, I've caught a clip from Vlad, he's trying to pigeonhole somebody into giving up some type of information. Yeah. It, Period, it point seems- blank. And that goes back to what I was saying before, like everybody's crying for fame and celebrity, like, because to me and see that and see, like you brought up an important point, like these supposed street dudes. See, in my mind, if I'm a street dude and I've done anything, I'm not, I'm not trying to go on here. I didn't even, I told you on my, in this podcast that I got in trouble. I didn't say what it was. It's been expunged and everything, but I didn't say what it was. But I'm not looking for clout for that. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, but these cats, like, when you want to be a celebrity because you like that, that's the thing. It, 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 like, imagine that conversation with, like I said, a, a real counselor or a real, right. like, nobody's trying to have that conversation. Like, I don't, like, even with, even working in the school, you know what I mean? Like there's rules on reporting, you know, I, I only, I only report stuff unless the unless the student's going to hurt themselves or try to mm-hmm. harm somebody else. Or if they're ward of the state, like they're, like they're in, uh, um, uh, uh, what's it called? DHS custody or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe they're in a foster home or something like that. Um, but like, you gotta be real careful. Cause I, that breaks trust and you can't just put people's business out like that. Right. So the fact that these people get on there, like you, like you said, like, why would you want to have this conversation? Like, why would you want? But I don't know. It's uh, the mind of a celebrity is different, man. It's a that's a whole different beast. That has to be an interesting. um, And I guess I can get it at a base level of wanting recognition or something and and i think i uh, the way i equate this in my head is i think this on just a uh like a local personal level of the different when you can tell people who were popular in school many times or 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 were socially accepted <laughs> through their childhood versus people who weren't and then became an adult and got some type of attention the way that that plays out 
a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And it's especially if it was one of those, you know, as a youth, them seeking that and never getting it. And then mm-hmm. they have some type of glow up or something. And now it's it's a lot. And it becomes something that it seems like I am, however I can grab and pull this in. And I think we see that play out in all our social medias quite often. But I see that even with some of these celebrities to where it's like, are, are these people reaching towards this? And then I also think there's machines behind that you have managers and so on of these artists that feel like, okay, we know that all they're essentially still running under the paradigm that all of, uh, um, um, Press is press good is press. Good press. Yeah. And it's that idea that it's a million clicks, no matter how it comes across, it's a million clicks. So that's how many people are being intro- introduced to you. So why not take advantage of that? You know who you are. We know who you are. So go do it. And so you have these young people that don't know nothing about this business, you know, and we'll jump on there to whereas you notice that we, he really doesn't get any seasoned rappers. I'll say rappers. Right. Okay. Now you'll and and seasoned relevant rappers. <laughs> I think now people who yes, that's I want to make sure to say that because there's definitely been people on there who were very popping in 1994. But with uh, that, <laughs> thank you for listening to the unrefined. <laughs> but with that, you really don't see you you catch people that have already now made it back into the regular mode of life. I don't see any older um, any of the older guests. That he ha- he has on there who were popular in the late '90s, mid '90s, maybe early 2000s, who still have a viable career and probably a decent source of income that come sit down right. and have these talks. Then the flip side is you get these up and coming artists who are internet sensations who he pulls in. So see where there there's that middle ground. You don't see any of those artists that are in between right. that. Right, and I think, I think also- that says a lot. I think, I think also, a lot. I, I think another thing too to even look at the Vlad angle and the um, what's the the Jason Lee angle is the other half, which is like people become celebrities and and then they think that they can t- attack all facets of anything, like whatever they think that they like, right? Which to a degree sounds good, but. Like, just like I said, like, okay, I don't like school. Okay. But, and, and I, and I did all that to get the masters, but I also had personal experience working mm-hmm. with youth for years. Um, like I said, working in juvenile justice, I worked in group homes. I worked in um, 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 community centers, you know what I mean? So I did that work. And then obviously I got the masters cause it was required for the job, you know, but I had done the groundwork. One of the worst things about celebrities is they get famous for one thing and then they think oh, I could do all stuff. Right. And it's like, mm. but you're not, you know, yeah. so, so, that, so that, so that brings the thing. So I don't know if Jason Lee was a good uh, uh, blog writer or whatever he did, but that doesn't, uh, right. you should be uh. counseling people in this thing. Like you're, that's not for you. I don't think you did the groundwork for that because that's, that's table. bad to be bringing out <laughs> yeah. somebody laundry Jeez. like that. You hit a whole point. Thing. Yeah. Or even, or even like I said with Vlad, like, why would you like, like even if even if somebody told me and I and, and trust me I've worked with students that want to talk loud and you know mm. think that they want all their business out and I tell them hey man this listen man this is your stuff like don't don't do that don't come don't in my give office your story yelling away. about your don't do that because mm. you now you gonna have everybody knowing your stuff and somebody could write about it don't like so hey man me and you were talking let's that part you know what I mean <laughs> and, you know and, 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 I, I'm just, and I understand that they're young and they don't know. 
You know what I mean? Because yes. they used to being on social media, just throwing all that shit out. But I always tell them, hey man, like you don't got to tell your life story, man. You know, but but it's also a difference in in this generation. Like social media is literally the gift and the curse. Like they absolutely create these lives on Facebook and Instagram, and then they that that avatar person is who they think they're living as until real mm. life happens. And then it's like, oh shit, I like, was oh. expecting this problem. It's like, yeah, because like real life isn't on there. You know what I mean? Real like true story, I have a student that literally was having some social media issues. I kept trying to talk to him about it. He kept trying to live that life. Ended up getting mm. arrested right as COVID COVID hit from doing some robberies. You know what I'm saying? And 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 uh you know, spend a little time in the, in, in in jail. They released him, and we talked a couple of weeks ago. And I, and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna bring up the past and conversation we had. I'm here to still help you and That's do whatever right. I can. And he was like, he was like, you know, I appreciate you writing the letter. I said, yeah, I told you, I got you. You know, but let's now let's clean it up. Let's understand that where we was. That's not what we're supposed to. We don't want to go there no more. Damn. You know what I mean? And, and but. Like I said, a lot of these cats, they think this is, they think that's the move. Like, let's clout chase. Let's put my business out there. Uh, nah, bro. Like Ken said, man. And that's how they caught my student. Literally. Off Facebook. Him posting this shit. Like, that's how they, that, that, that's how they caught him. And mind you, me and him had a conversation. I told him, bro, don't be putting stuff on your social media just because they say delete. If, if, if any law enforcement wants to look into your stuff, bro, they can literally subpoena it. They can get it, sir. And you can, and guess what they did? So the internet seriously. So this yeah, man. People need to be liked and want to be famous. It's it's, a, it's horrible. I just this is not a question that we plan to talk about, but just because of what you just said, yeah. Uh, kids like <laughs> growing up with the internet always, but also not understanding that the internet is for everybody is yeah. like one of the <laughs> Hardest things for me to understand. Can you uh, shed some light on? Man, it's the, it's, it's it's the scariest thing because I be trying to tell them like, like for instance, okay, you think about it. We're all grown. Think about the first time you seen somebody uh, uh, of the opposite sex naked, right? Um, in yeah. person, in person, right? You you had to work for that. You know what I mean? You had to like you had to work to get to that spot. You know what I mean? Um, whereas she now, Terry Bone, I know I'm finer than him. Right, right. So you got so you you had to work to get there. You know what I mean? Whereas for these kids, they snapping and picture messaging pictures with no earning of it, so they don't respect it. Right. Then mm. because they because they're doing it over technology, they don't realize like, yo, you sending child porn. Bro, if you get caught, like, like you can literally go to jail. You know what I'm saying? So they don't even realize. So the inter- so that's why I said, like, the internet, social media, it's like, it's the gift and the curse yes. at the same time. Because, like you said, they, no, like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to use it. They've grown up with this thing that was just available, and they just jumped on it and had access to it, and nobody, there was no training there was no right. regimen. There was no nothing. Right. I mean, like I said, right. when you were younger, there was probably like an older homie that was like, hey, you talk to a girl like this, or maybe you say this, or you have to dance, and maybe you try this. And, 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 and even if it was <laughs> bad nuts. advice, it could have been bad advice, low key, even, you know, but, but somebody yeah. was saying something. Whereas now, these kids, there's nobody talking to them. So they're just yes. doing this. Shit. And then yes. it's, it's turning into huge problems. 
And also, I think that there's the understanding consequence, right? And under, like one of the things I talk about and I, and I try to get people to understand, especially with dealing with, with the kids and our youth, look at the timeline. Think about being 13 and how long three months of summer seemed. Right. My understanding of time is different. Yeah. As a teenager, as a kid, 30, I remember being 21. I bring this story up often. Remember being, I uh, remember being 21 and one of my homegirls who was also 21 told me about a dude that was 30 trying to talk to her in a club, how disgusted she was. And of course we're now both in our mid thirties. Right. And right, it's like right. time goes like that. And, but when you're young, you don't have that much of a reference point. It no. seemed like that nine years was light years. <laughs> away now at 30 we think of summer went by like what <laughs> and so when you have these young kids and they don't understand how this can affect them in the long run because the idea of 10 years from now this picture this post these things popping up and now having some type of an effect on what they're trying to do right now versus then those things are not communicated and even if they are communicated they're not fully understood no, because because you're basically giving because again these kids is getting this stuff with like I said no there's no training on it nobody's having mm-hmm. a conversation here here's this phone with all these gigs on it unlimited internet boom go crazy mm-hmm. what like nobody's having <laughs> no a conversation crazy. no one's saying anything like you know the same thing with like you know kids playing games online nobody's talking to them about what people say in the chats or what people yelling at right. like nobody has these conversations and so. Like and then they're shocked when things go south and and as and it's funny because as a kid sometimes I used to think yo my parents tell me some wild shit like they tell me stuff I don't know if I should know everything that they say uh, <laughs> but 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 at the same time like when I think about it now in retrospect like they told me a lot of shit that saved me like I don't like maybe there maybe it could have been said a different way you know mm. but I'm glad they said it. You know what I mean? So I do that now with my son. Like, it's just, I lesson was learned. Right? I find a different way to say it, but uh, yeah, like I can't count how many kids, like, like, especially when I was working in an elementary, I was working in a middle school uh, doing some contract work and the stuff they was telling me, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is unbelievable. Like, <laughs> like who's watching these kids? Nobody's who saying nothing. People? Like who are, who raised you? Like, oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. How many times do you ask yourselves that in a week? When oh, <laughs> pre COVID, pre COVID. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. It's, listen, man. Unrefined hour. Right. <laughs> All the time. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Have you been in a situation yet where you're dealing with the child of someone you knew as in your youth? This is their child. Ooh. No, thank Ooh. God. No. Okay. Oh, wait, actually, wait, wait, wait. Ooh. Wait, wait. Yeah, once. Once. Okay. I, yeah, actually this past year. I had to I had to, I had to go back. Yeah. That was that was tough. Because I mm. knew her as a baby too. Uh, older. Uh, and, and and she was getting into some getting into some things that was that uh, was, that was tough that was awkward um yes yeah that's weird cuz cuz you know the family and it's not just like knowing her mom like i know the family and you yeah. know that's like like it's like what you get into is like man that's just not cool and and right and and you're trying to um 
not be biased because I know this kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to jam him up. But at the same time, you know, yeah, yeah I got to do my job. So it's, 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 you know, so it's right. Yeah, it's hard, you know. So I had to reach out to my my my, my guy because it was it was like, yo, man, I, I, you got to mm, talk. I was like, you got to talk okay. to me because this is I, I don't, you know what I mean? He could he could you know he could help. I was like, you need to yeah, talk to me, man. Like this ain't this it's not yeah. going well, bro. And he was that like, seemed oh. like a rough a, a rough area in any you know. Of course, as we're getting older, I'm in the same. But I'm 35, and I look at you know some of my partners and. I guess I'm a, well, I guess my age range of kids, a lot of my partners didn't start having kids till later. I had my first kid at 14. So I've been doing this for a very long time. With that being said, going through these processes of, you know, like my daughter's 21, about to be 22. So they can possibly run into her at a bar, at a club, you know, anything like that. But they're them having daughters in that teenage range now and sons also. And like, the community that we've built in these places, um, them getting feedback, like, Hey, I saw so-and-so over here. Right. And it's like, and, and uh, there's that piece of, do I interject? Right. Right. How do I interject? How much leeway? Because I know your family, I know whoever, yeah. How much do I interject? Or is this just kid family business? I, that seems like a, a, a way to, or does this turn yeah. on me? Because now I've, I've said something, the family, you know, whatever it may be, that seemed like a weird space that could be. I think for me, like people that I'm really close to and that have kids and I have kids, we pretty mm-hmm. much have an understanding where it's like, like I'll check your kid. Got gotcha. you. Know I mean, and if you see my son, okay, you too, right. But then, it, so it's if I have that relationship with you, and you know, I see some, I'm definitely, you know, what I mean, like John, like like John, for instance, like there's no okay. way his son gonna be able to do something. Me see it, and me not say right. nothing. Like that's right. Not, that's not even close. Right. To you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but it, it. So I get what you're saying. Like it. That's another one of those things where you got to have that conversation. If you have that conversation, mm-hmm. it's cool. Because, you know, I've, I've seen that too, where like with my parents um, and and their friend's kid did something and you don't have that relationship. And so it's like, yeah. did I say something or not? I guess I'll just kind of... And I guess even, even the flip side of that too is like knowing them and then people, if if other people find out that you guys know each other outside of school and feel like you're treating them in, with favoritism or giving them some type of leniency that you're not affording the rest of the students, how that could turn out, which I think is another another one of those uh, weird little predicaments that could possibly be. Well, see, that's one of those things. I guess it depends on what student we talking about. Are we talking about like a black student? <laughs> And and we talk about some stuff that because I, I I will definitely when it comes to our black and brown knowing the type of stuff that we go through, you know mm-hmm. I'm not gonna incorporate parts of the system that's gonna be detrimental if I can gotcha. handle it myself. Off you know time. what I mean? Because yeah. that's not that's not necessary. You know, because gotcha. um, I had two situations in the same year, my first year at Alliance where the police was called on a student and it was, it, and I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to be bad just because it was a black student. And I just knew it was going to go to a space it didn't need to. So, um, so having, even before having that experience, after having that experience, when it comes to our kids, 
Um, if it's something I can handle without having to yeah. add a system that's going to completely fuck it up, I'm not going to do that uh, unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, so that's like, that's, that's like the addendum. Yeah, that's the addendum I always put in there. You know, I'm not going to incorporate the peoples unless I absolutely can handle that. No. I had a I had a I had an interesting situation once. I took this vacation for a few years. It was a beautiful getaway, and um, while there, um, found out that uh, one of the instructors um, was my cousin. Mm. After like a year and a half, <laughs> and like direct cousin, um, and yeah, and one of those things of like, whoa, you know, family pictures and everything. Like, oh, she, like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. And in that of trying to like, you know, we're communicating, but it became that thing. Like, this is family now. I'm in a whole nother city outside of my, my regular city. And then I have a piece of familiarity. She has a piece of familiarity and we engage in a certain way and watching how fast like people got suspicious because people play att- pay attention to everything. Um, and just how, and I didn't think about it till later, how for her of trying to show me, you know, a certain type of love and so on being that, you know, this was the situation that it was. Um, I feel like there were certain things that, came her way because of it and I I did my best to not put any extra but I I think that it was definitely noticed and I felt that there was leniency and I saw the backlash of the leniency Mm. (laughs) you know which again that's a hell of a place to be in I guess depending on who you are, because some people are no cuts, no cuts, and they're 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 running a hard drum line. But I think for putting myself in a situation like that I don't know. And I guess that's one of those things that I would have to be in the situation to know fully. Um, yeah, it, working with kids, one thing I one thing you notice quickly is kids see everything. Okay? Everything. Especially, especially when it comes to what they're not getting. So I always, oh, I always, I always, when it comes to working with students, knowing Jeez. what their needs are, if I know I have to give a kid a certain amount of leeway, because of what their life is like, I'm not going to do that in public forum. That's going to be a private mm-hmm. conversation. Um, and I let them know that quickly, like, hey, um, because I know what's up, you know what's up. Whatever's going on over here in the group situation, just not in agreement like everybody else. You know we're going to have this conversation later mm-hmm. on, on the route that we have to go because of what you're dealing with. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and again, that's to me, that's not – playing favorites that's meeting somebody where they are you know what i mean like hey. like, like you know because playing favorites all. yeah like playing favorites when you give somebody an unfair you know advantage or whatever just because you like them you know for me if i'm giving you a leg up because i know shit's bad at the crib yeah you know, that's different you know what i mean yeah. like i mean i've like i've i've incentivized some kids like hey man look i need you to you know i need you to be here half time uh, I need you to work on some stuff, get some assignments done. And I'll take you to lunch, hey. wherever you want to go. Don't tell nobody. I let you tell somebody that I'm taking you to lunch. You ain't going to lunch. So don't say, oh, I'm not, oh, I ain't going to say nothing. Okay, cool. So don't say shit. <laughs> I'm going to take you to lunch. But I didn't need you to do this thing because, and, and on top of that, I know they hungry because they ain't getting food. So that's yeah. a huge incentive. You know what I mean? And I'm slipping them extra snacks, you know, during the day mm. too. I know 
they ain't getting food. Like, you know what I mean? Like, again, case in point, I have a student, one of her, because we're delivering little little goodie bags and stuff. Uh, one of my students, I put some extra stuff in there because I know, like I said, school for her is a place of, you know, safety, sleep, yes. food to eat, other stuff, school's on the, on the last end. So I already know when I see her, like, it's going to be a whole different conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, hey, what do I need to help you with? I know we not in the building. Do we need to meet right. up more? Do we need to create a schedule right. where you can, that you call me more? What do we need to do? Because right. I know school is so far down the list. If I don't take care of this other shit first, right. I can't focus on it. That's fine. And I, 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 earlier I had like a cool little funny segue, but leading out of that, I don't. Yeah, I mean, no, just, like, uh, nope. <laughs> he, he's he's saying what's what's needed. Like this is, it's so many models that are being laid out right now about like how people in his position should be approaching their position. The mm-hmm. the standards and things that are written in these books, as far as the protocols, like yeah, that works in ideal situations. Yeah these situations are rarely ideal yeah. and being able to have the, the, the also, wherewithal is the ideal, right? Like who's decided what the ideal is because is it really truly attainable? The ideal, is that a thing that is quote normal and then everything else falls outside of that? Cause I feel right. like again, not a person in your fields uh, respectively, but like, it feels like the norms that are put out there are not actual norms. No, it's, so. it's, it's my field as well. It's my field as okay. well. Because I, 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 I said that during grad school. So I said that in one of my classes. Uh-huh. Uh, they was like, well, she was like, well, Paul, why are you against? I said, well, look, let's keep it real. You know, such and such, you made this theory. I said, you got to remember to, to have a theory. You have to have a hypothesis, right? Then you test the hypothesis that creates the theory. But that's all based on a controlled environment. Right. So if I so if I say so if I say you know uh, you know uh, black kids you know I don't know can't read well then I got like I or from from or can't read if they don't go to kindergarten then I then I gotta have a whole bunch of black kids not go to kindergarten whatever to test this hypothesis and and make that happen like <laughs> you know I have to make that a controlled situation and eliminate other factors that can that could actually make that null and void which is why when you say oh well do this mindfulness exercise or this and the other look man my kids don't want to hear that shit they don't got time to be sitting here trying to I gotta like I gotta feed them first I gotta figure out what's going on like maybe somebody cussed them out at home or they somebody's got domestic violence or they on their way to school right or or they got travel time is different yeah there's a whole lot of shit going on that commute ain't the same (laughs) yeah so it's like there's a whole lot of stuff you know gang violence I said I mean July was like the worst like 30 years man Uh, uh, I said a friend of a friend he just lost his son he was he was killed uh, like a week or two ago one of my students her older brother was killed in the last month I mean like I said it's it's like kids got a lot of shit going on she don't want to talk about English her brother just got (laughs) hurt you know know how to talk watch me right you know what I'm saying (laughs) that's not gonna work so you gotta I gotta meet her a different way and if you know, and then understanding cultural differences, understanding, look, man, like when it comes to our black and brown students, like we're tribal people, we got to have relationships. 
Now, 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 if you to see how I talk to my students, it's unrefined all the time. Right. Okay? But that's Look, all because I'm, we, that's all because we that, build a relationship and that's the language they understand and they is, respect me for it because of what we built. That's it. So when I see such as I'm like, hey, man, why are you not in class? Hey, pause. Hey, don't give me the bullshit, bro. I don't want to hear right. that. I, you know, you're supposed to be in class. We talked about, all right, Paul, I got you. I'm now I'm saying it like that. And people look at me like, you really said that? Yeah, I said that yes. to him. Because he knows I'm serious, but he also knows I care. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? He I'm knows. I'm ta- also talking to him. Exactly. <laughs> he knows there's a, there's a relationship. <laughs> and you, you know? listening yeah. in is not the yes. same as me talking to him. Exactly. So this is... It's important. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no I was just going to say, just really on that note, the, the relationship building, all that's important. And that ties into everything we were talking about with the... You know, meet people where they are and, and helping them with yes. where they are in that space and, you know, helping people elevate all that shit. It's all important. Completely. You just one thing for we jump off this this topic, like everything you're laying out is how I look at myself when it comes to interacting. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. If yeah. you expect me to get in here and talk to anybody adult or a child <laughs> like i'm at some above ground level it's not gonna happen yeah and there's a reason that i can connect and build with people across all the dynamic my friend group the kids that i rock with because you know i got teenage children and their friends it's it's for a reason right my friends know you might hear some wild shit but my point is still my point And thinking of getting into um, like just accepting an offer to 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 start working for the Beaverton School District and being a technology instructor. (laughs) But with that, I think about the way that I communicate and like these kids is in for something. Right. And the kids that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's but hearing you talk, it's like this is what I talk about. This is what I talk about the way in which this is necessary, but it's also understood. It's 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 when I'm communicating with somebody that comes from this, they're not offended. Mm hmm. They were respected <laughs> and, and and they'll they'll have a certain type of respect because they understand. This might sound harsh, this might sound heavy to somebody that doesn't know anything about it. And see, that's the difference that we see in the way these communication styles are. Because when these children talk in the same way, it throws a lot of um authority <laughs> off. No, I no, I talk to my son like a grown man. Look He's fine. And I talk to him like a grown man and I give him grown man. Uh, ex, you know, uh, 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 ways of dealing with the world. Like I said, uh, case in point, uh, just this past year, because we actually live in Beaverton. We live mm-hmm. a couple of miles, like maybe two miles from Nike. And uh, so my son was in school and he got into a fight with one kid and gave him the beats. And then his, and then that was the older brother. And then, and then beat up the other one later, like, a, like two days later. So they brought I my that would have happened in reverse. Would you? <laughs> No, nah. <laughs> I mean, well, I listen. No. And so, and so, they bring my son to the principal's office. They try to ask yeah. him, you know, what happened. And, and my son, clear as day, said, he said, look, I'm not going to give you my perspective until I talk to my father. Hey. And it was like, so you're not going to hey. say, no, nah, I'm not going. I'm not going. He's, like, he's like, y'all are going. Uh, look. Y'all, 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 it's my words or whatever. So One, two, three, four, fifth. Yeah. Says, so I'm, until I talk to my dad. 
And and then what they tried to do on some sneaky shit is then they had him talk to the counselor and then that he knows. And then he, so he told a little bit. Then she, she told my wife. And so I went in and told him, I said, um, hey, first off, as a social worker myself, that was disrespectful. You're not supposed to divulge his personal information like that. He wasn't mm-hmm. harming himself. He didn't like that's not that wasn't something you should have done. And that was now you're making yourself untrustworthy. Like, how are you ever going to ask my son a question again? That's exactly why he said what I told him to say, because you're going to twist his words and you literally did it. So you proved me right and you made yourself look bad. Like, why would you do that? And he's but, supposed to trust you tomorrow. Right. I was like, so I was like, so don't be shocked. It's like, you're just making it worse. But that's why, like, we have to, as parents, we have to be willing to have these conversations with our kids. And then on top of that, we got to be real with them because it's, like I said, the students I work with, I could tell, like, somebody hasn't had some of these conversations with them before. Righteous. They don't even know. You know what I mean? And, and, and so now I'm having them and I'm telling them, you know, these things and they're like, oh, oh shit I didn't even know yeah man right. you, like this is stuff you gotta pay attention to you gotta you know you gotta know what's up so yeah they need to hear that as scary as other people may think it is but <laughs> yeah but like fuck real. what other people think right in the, yeah. in those moments especially when you have the experience to know for certain this works and mm-hmm. and uh, can just me jumping in on you like most of your students will be white and most of Mm -hmm. your students will benefit greatly from Mm -hmm. every single non-code switch that you do. You know what I mean? Like they, they're really, everybody's hungry for that. And I don't mean it in any other way than um, all of those Beaverton white kids are listening to and participating in black culture as much as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And to have it represented in their face in a uh, a way that helps mold their minds is right. so much uh, better than not, right? And so as much as I, I am trepidatious for you always in situations <laughs> where you are the only black man in a situation, you know what I mean? Like this is it this is these are the changes that we have to see beaverton school district you will be the first one in in this position in that way at that school Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. just like paul did brought in someone else who you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's it and those kids are going to benefit greatly just like the black and brown babies benefit greatly like and, and your coworkers, and and I and my oh word my god, advice, and your coworkers, and, and, and my word my word of advice to you is is one hundred percent be you. Yep. You know what I mean? Because uh, at the end of the day, and the reason the reason why I say that too, the reason why I say that too is, again, I'm I'm smart. I know how to play the game, um, just, but I also but I also know that, um, they have to understand. Like, there's gonna be days I don't feel like like me and my friend got a joke. It's like, yo, I don't feel like. I don't feel like dealing with that mayonnaise today, so I'm just gonna do like I'm just gonna be 100, percent you know. And 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 I don't feel like going to this meeting because it's bullshit. Like I like me and my administrator, like I built a rapport relationship with her. Where I've told her like I'm gonna be honest with you, this this meeting some bullshit. Like this hey. is just some bull ass shit right now. And and she'll be like, I know, boy. Like and she's like, I know this is you know, but this is just one of the things we got. And, and sometimes you got to do that. You got to jump through little hoops too. But mm-hmm. but. I, I on purpose do that because and say that because there's always going to be a situation that's going to pop up with one of our students that 
no, somebody's going to overlook their feelings and overlook their maybe nonverbal cues. You know what I mean? Maybe they're not talking because they're pissed or they had a bad day or life has been struggling right now and you didn't meet them where they were. So they're being them, but you're, you're assuming, Oh, they just don't like my class. No, they got life going on. Like, so <laughs> If I they did in, laundry at a laundromat before you woke up this morning. Right. So if yeah. I come into work and I allow myself to be me in that morning, because maybe I just feel some type of way, then it's shedding light to like, this is what they like. Oh, Paul, you're quiet today. Yeah, I don't feel like talking. L- look, oh, uh, so two things. <laughs> you know, it's real, you know. Two things. Uh, shout out to late great Patrice O'Neill. Um there was a segment he had and he talked about coming into any place that he's at, especially places with white people at a five. He never starts at a 10. Right. He said, if I come in here and I'm over the top and I'm extra jovial, then that's the expectation. So anytime I drop down, (laughs) that's what you think there's an issue. But if I come here and you have to work to build me up to make me get to the a a a have that rapport, then that's an understanding because now my base level is here in the middle somewhere, and yeah. I can I have room to fluctuate. That was something I took from him years and years years ago. Then another point that I want to make is I remember let's say uh, ten plus years ago having a conversation with one of my partners and saying that if I ask ten people about you, ten people should say almost the same thing. I used to believe that. I do not believe that same thing any longer. (laughs) Right. And reason being is that I can deal with 10 people, still be exactly who I am, but also have enough self-awareness that my conversation with you, if I'm, if I'm just saying this stuff that you're not understanding, then I'm not going to get the same kind. I'm not building the same. So the conversations I have with Morgan versus an offline conversation with you versus my daughter, there's certain elements in there that are not. So they're going to you. I need to know what it is that is going to benefit you the most in this conversation and myself and be able to give that. So that's 10 different people with 10 different things that they're gaining and I'm gaining from that situation. I'm still being me. Never losing yourself, though. Never in a moment are you not that part that and the idea that you are being someone else, it to me is just like no, that's outlandish. Right. That's right. No, that's yeah. yeah, like yeah. So I just I think it plays into you know with that where like you present clearly you present yourself when you go to work. This isn't oh I'm going in today. I'm gonna <laughs> throw this coat right. and this tie on and get up in here. Right. No. And that's what's necessary and what's needed because, again, then people can understand how or at least try to understand how to deal with you. They may not always know how, <laughs> but they have at least a baseline understanding. And I think that builds a certain type of repertoire for yourself that speaks about you even when you're not in the room. And as long as that's consistent with what you want it to be, then, hey, when again, people now know what to expect because they can tell somebody about you. And when that person meets you, they can have an actual foundation and not be thrown off so much. Oh yeah, most no, most definitely. It's yeah, and I'm a Scorpio too, so I'm certifiably uh, different. Oh. So yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> well, we crazy people. So 
I could come in and be the most friendliest or the most moody person all day. They just, they're like, oh, okay, pause. pause. I honestly feel like Geminis get the bad rap for the uh, two-sidedness, but Scorpios are like... Listen, we are different. For real, we for are real. Different people. Super bro. nice or super awful. Oh man. Oh and then don't yeah. don't push us to the point where like we like we gotta like go at you. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. And y'all be crying a lot. Ruthless. So oh. with that, it's been a great interview. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> nah, but for real, bro. The <laughs> Yeah. Like, I do want to give a shout out. We got to wrap this up here, but I do want to give a shout out to you sitting down with us and really spilling some good game. We, oh, I, we, I feel like this is one of the best things. Glad we linked a sneaker. We could, of course, look at John being yes. the, the connector, connector as he is. is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Making Amber things happen. Too, yes. Uh, Yo, yes, she out there with on, the uh, play, holding, holding your whole back up without you. Oh, man, no, you that's no, she, that's. Man, that's my people, man. I appreciate her to the next <laughs> level, man. She's, like I said, we've been, we, after getting just reconnected, man, she, we've been building so much. It's crazy. Like, yes. It's the best feeling. Yeah. No, it's, it's the it's best awesome. feeling. I love it. Yes. Love and it. make sure for the listeners that y'all follow Paul in this movement at ions.world on the Instagrams. And make sure you check out and donate at www.ionpdx.org. Paul, is there anything you want to get out? Final thoughts, plugs, anything before we get up out of here? uh, No, I'm just looking forward to, again, like I said, I've talked to you guys here. I I definitely want to connect even after this uh, with youth and stuff like that. Uh, Anybody that's about, anybody that listens to the podcast that's about uplifting black and brown youth, uh, please reach out because uh, that's always going to be my main focus. I mean, youth in general, but in particular, uh, those that definitely need it, which is our black and brown youth. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just I'm just looking to just program and do do some big things, especially with with us having to do the distance stuff. I don't I don't want to let this get stagnant. So I want to I want to uh, do some things for our youth for real. So, so anybody that's people- trying to help, please. Should people reach out to you on the Instagram or is it whatever's easy? I, I probably say, I, you know, you DM me on the Instagram. I think and there's also, if you go on ionpdx.org, there's also a space to send uh, comments or emails or whatever. So, either place, please okay. reach out. Please. Hey, y'all heard it. Thank you. With that, me. yes, follow us on the unrefined sophisticates are at the unrefined sophisticates on the instagrams and the u.s show on twitter you can follow me can jones that i technically can on ig follow morgan at portland morgan on ig and mj infamous on the twitter she's trying to get her numbers up so go ahead and run over there hit that follow make sure you like us subscribe and review wherever you listen we are trying to keep building this. Y'all been seeing these good guests, all these Man. these 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 great informations that's now really be putting out on Al Gore's good old internet. You want some more of this? I know you do. <laughs> but with that being said, it's check out time.